Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. This is a special edition of our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Today, we bring you information on the upcoming Frolicon convention in Atlanta. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. This is a special edition because we have something very fun coming up, and the creator of the fun is on Skype with me right now, and it's Pam. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? We have this conversation about once a year, um, (laughs) it seems. Frolicon in Atlanta is coming. It is. Easter Sunday. Well, Easter weekend. That's right. Easter this year. Yeah, last year it was uh, late for weird reasons, but uh, we're back on schedule again. And so, um, don't sit down with your family and all that. Go, go to nah. yeah, go go to your kinky family. They're much more that's, fun. That's right. That's what Sunday is for. You can do that on Sunday. Yeah, when you get home. So, that's right. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> I always have the rule: don't sleep when you're at Frolicon because it's just a waste of time. There's so much going on. I wish I could subscribe to that theory, but I cannot. <laughs> I don't function very well on no sleep. At my tender age, you know. <clears throat> you know, when I was young, I could do stuff like that. But. I, I am sure there are folks who come to the convention that do just that, but I am not one of them. Okay, Frolicon is like the most amazing thing that I've ever been to. Because Aww. it's got all these different tracks of of geeky kinky, pansexual, kind of you name it, you can find it. That's our goal. Our goal is to be something a little bit different than a general kink event and a little bit different than a general audience sci-fi convention. And we try our very, very best to mesh the two together and make them one. While we certainly have a very very big and active kink community. We try to throw as much geek at it as well. And so there's, you know, gaming where we do everything from regular tabletop gaming to things like strip settlers of Catan tournaments (laughs) and, um, and stuff like that. And then we have our nighttime programming, which is significantly different than, than most kink conventions where we have everything from burlesque dancers to hypnotists who make people do incredibly hilarious things on stage and performance artists from around the Atlanta area and from all over the world. And we try our very best to make it something extremely unique. And we think we've done an okay job. We think we've done Uh, all right. Yeah, I think so. One of the things that Frolicon does for the Kinky Cast is it provides us a lot of material and a lot of speakers. You have so many great classes going on, and we go down and sometimes we record them right there at Frolicon. Sometimes we mm-hmm. have them on later. But right. these are all people that you can see live and in, and in person at Frolicon. Great classes. Uh, you know, you were mentioning uh, the uh, the burlesque sort of strip thing. I laughed so hard at that opening <laughs> night event. It was just a great thing. And, and people right. are so into it. There's people that are in full costume. There's people that are, are buck-ass naked. <laughs> uh, 
everything. And the cool thing is you take over the whole hotel, right? We do. Yep. And so once you get past the uh, the barrier, which is vanilla on one side, kinky on the other, anything goes. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, there are some limitations, but basically it's uh, you just never know what you're going to see. And then I think that's what's great about it. You know, there's always something just brand spanking new that every year we think, you know, this is our 12th year now. We think we've seen it all. There's no way that there's going to be something new that's going to surprise us or shock us or, or something that's going to make us laugh our asses off. And every single year we are surprised by something. Every single year. I have to agree. When I think I saw it all, then there's more. Yeah. On top of the great classes and the parties and all these things going on, you have a vendor area, which is mm -hmm. world class. We do. We have a fantastic group of vendors that are hand-selected every year. It's, it is not a first-come, first-serve. Whoever sends us their money first gets their spot. We actually do a, you know, as much as we can to specify groups of, of vendors who we know our attendees are going to want to purchase from. It's very specific. The diversity of the vendors is mm -hmm. one of the great things because, you know, if you want a uh, anything from a, a violet wand to um, one year you had a vendor that was scanning people and making figurines of them. Yeah, yeah, and using their 3D printer to print off um, like-looking like figurines and it's really cool. It was very cool. When people go there in full costume and then they get scanned in 3D and, and make a... Uh, a tabletop, a statuette. It is an amazing little thing to yeah. watch. Yeah. And then the um, nightwear, costume wear, rope by the uh, by the mile. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see, you had comic vendors also. We have comic vendors. We have artists, uh, both in the dealer's room and in our art show, which has a, a room all of its own. Um, with everything from sci-fi looking type of of artwork to very kinky artwork, photography, clay models. We have some folks that make uh, leather masks. Absolutely gorgeous stuff. And in the in the dealer's room, it's everything from toys and different kinds of, like you were saying, comics and books. And I don't know if we have games actually being sold in there. That's I don't know if they they usually take up a lot of space, so we yeah. don't have a significant. We try to keep our our vendors room not terribly huge so that the vendors who are there can really do well instead of oversaturating the crowd. But uh, there's a little bit of everything in there. So that's something to look forward to. The parties, there's both, I'll say, sponsored parties, Frolicon mm -hmm. parties, and there's also private parties. Correct. Correct. And so you get into these little special interest groups that, mm -hmm. that will roll up a party in their uh, hotel suite, and those are a lot of fun. They are, and uh, you never know what they're going to come up with. They, there's almost always a theme of some kind. They almost always provide some kind of adult beverage uh, that, that goes along with their theme, and they're really just doing it for the accolades to, to say they had the best party at Frolicon that year. We have uh, party battles where there are various ways throughout the weekend that our attendees can win uh, party judge badges. Um, so they are special badges just for those private room parties where people can um, basically vote on who had the best party. The winner of the party that year gets some 
some stuff for the next coming up year so they can throw an even bigger and better party the next year. And, and it's a really, really good time. It's a lot of fun. So in addition to that, we have our, our sponsored parties, which depends on the party. Some of them take place upstairs in, in one of the suites. Some of them take place downstairs at the in the convention space uh, because they are things like a masturbation party. Um, we have had a cuddle party. I don't know if we had one last year. I think we might have missed out on that last year, but I, I think we might be bringing it back. Uh, a dark room party where the room is completely black. Uh, so lots of interesting things going on downstairs as well. The, the dark room party last year got really big. It did. Uh, it's been growing every year. It's become one of our most popular events. And so last year we put it into a space in the convention space because the, the suites upstairs just weren't big enough to hold it. Um, and I think the room it was in last year was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 1,300 square feet. I mean, it was a big room, a really big room. I mean, it's basically the size of a small house all to itself. Okay, so, I mean, listeners, it was- think about that for a second. 1,300 feet of black space, no light, and a bunch of bodies in it kind of doing their thing. Yep, yep. It is It is a unique thing. <laughs> what are the rules for that? I don't know the specific rules. Obviously, it, it is just like everywhere else where consent is, is key, but obviously there's a little bit of a different feel in there. Its main goal is is just anonymity, you know, not having the problems that sometimes our our eyes can give us when we look at other people and find them attractive physically by vision or or other means. This is purely just animal instinct in in there. Um, I'm not sure of of the exact rules. You'd have to check out our website, uh, and I'm sure that there are some specifics in there. But yeah, it's it's a very, very odd and interesting and unique and extremely popular event. Take away the vision in a sexual environment and all the other senses peak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Pam, you have multiple tracks that you run simultaneously for classroom training and what have you events. Our three big tracks are our think track, which is broken down into lots of small mini tracks for uh, our daytime programming. And they are everything from costuming to uh, polyamory, uh, LGBTQ classes, uh, things like that. A lot of panels with expert people talking about the things that they are passionate about. We also have our second large track is called our kink track. And that pretty much, you know, says it all. (laughs) It's uh, classes, uh, workshops, Uh, demonstrations of all things kink. And those also take place during the day. And I say day, usually from about 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. at night. I think there's close to 200 classes between the kink and think classes all by themselves. And those are broken down into kind of mini tracks as well. Rope classes, whatever happens to be popular in the kink world that year. There's everything you can imagine. And there's a little something for everyone as far as experience level as well. We do everything from one-on-one classes to folks who are a little more experienced in the world. We, we often say that Frolicon is a, is a gateway convention. So if you are someone who is just getting started in the kink world or interested or just want to check it out, we are a very welcoming place to be. 
little less intimidating, I think, than probably a general kink convention for, for new folks. But we also have lots to offer for people who have been in the lifestyle for a long time as well. And you have another track after kink. That is our main programming track, and that is the the stuff that happens at night, the big burlesque dancing and bands. We actually will be bringing back some bands this year in our Music Midway, performance artists, costume contests, and probably the one and only contest I know of its kind, what is our um, one of our biggest events, the most spankable ass competition. Oh, that's a popular one, too. It is huge. It is gigantic. <laughs> it's very, very fun to watch. It's just exactly what you think it is. It is a contest to see who at Frolicon has the best butt to spack. That's basically it. And, uh, and it's great. Great time. You mentioned a lot of uh, specialty groups like mm-hmm. furries have a huge turnout at Frolicon mm-hmm. and lots of uh, fun places. I went to the Puppy, what's it called? I think there was a Puppy Olympics last year. Puppy Olympics. Um, think about yeah. that, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. these are great things. And to, and to watch these animals in their full state, it is uh, something to see. Yeah. All the, the, the furries of all kinds there. There's so much going on. I just can't even remember it all. It's really difficult. It's really hard to remember it all. And that's one of the things that we've tried to do over the years is really let the crowd and the attendees and the taste that those attendees have dictate where the convention goes. And I think that has kept us from becoming a very specialized event. It's made it so that all of these different groups who normally may or may not be under one roof feel very comfortable being under one roof. And we love it. We absolutely love it. When you go back to the cities that you live and you try to mix these groups, they just don't get together. Not very often, no. It's very interesting. Frolicon is, is like the the gate that allows everybody to play together. And it's just a lot of fun. There's dungeon nights for uh, ladies only. There's dungeon nights for uh, gay men. There's dungeon nights for uh, heterosexual and so it's wherever you feel comfortable, you get to play. Mm-hmm. There is. My favorite night is the, um, or not night, but uh, time frame in the dungeon is for women who love to watch men who love men or something like that. And it's it's just beautiful. <laughs> it's one of my favorite event. things. It is absolutely a spectator event, and I love it. <laughs> okay, well, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. What is this going to cost for the weekend? Right now, the the registrations are on sale for, I think, the next six weeks. I think they still are on sale for pre-registration. They are uh, 105 right now if you pre-reg, and the pre-reg date will cut off at on April 5th. So after April 5th, you'll have to buy your badges at the door, which I believe are 120 for the weekend. Uh, they will be broken down into day rates if you can only make it for one day. I think they are $70 each for Friday and Saturday, 50 for Thursday, but you're not going to want to miss either day. You really aren't. You're going to want to be there both days. All days. Arrive Thursday, <laughs> leave Sunday. That's exactly right. right. And uh, our, we do have rooms still available in the hotel, and they start, I believe, at 145 a night, so not terribly expensive, pretty, pretty good re- uh, rates for a beautiful hotel in downtown Atlanta. They go up from there depending on the kind of room that you want. There are suites available depending on the kind of suite. I think those are 209 and 245 a night. Um, there are just larger rooms that have club floor access. There's all kinds of different rooms that you can book. So make sure you pick up a room as well. 
Okay, so now uh, do I book the room through the hotel directly or do I go through the Frolicon site? You can do it through the site. And uh, from the Frolicon website, there is a link on the hotel page where you can enter in your dates. There is a three-night minimum to book at the moment. Uh, Just keep that in mind. Uh, You just book right there from the website. If you'd rather not book from the website, uh, you can call, but you need to talk to the hotel directly. So you would call and ask for in-house reservations. It's the only way that you can book other than the link on the website. And that's because we do book the entire hotel. So as far as Sheraton's general reservation system is concerned, the hotel is full. So you have to actually talk directly to the hotel uh, in order to book through that way. Which Sheraton is this? It is the Sheraton Atlanta downtown. It is uh, 165 Cortland Street in Atlanta, and it is 404-659-6500. And their in-house reservations are business hours. So Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 or 9 to 5, something like that. Very good. And so just don't go through central uh, Sheridan reservations. If you you try, it's going to tell you that this this hotel is booked, that it's sold out. This hotel will sell out here pretty quick. So if uh, you're going to do it, get on it. There are some types of rooms that are already sold out. So it's certainly something that if you have a very specific room type that you need, do it ASAP. And the one thing I want to emphasize is people that have been to different kinds of events around the country, everything from Pride events to BDSM dungeons, what have you, this is everything that you go to in one place at one time. It really, it's kind of like little mini conventions of a hundred different types in one weekend. <laughs> Except they aren't very many. <laughs> That's true. They aren't very many. You're right. <laughs> it's a great time. I know every time I go down, I have fun. Plus, I wander around with the Kinky Cast microphone. And, and if you want to talk and tell us about yourself, just come on over. Kinky Cast will have a table with our banners up. So come by, <laughs> say hi. We're looking at pre-registration. How many people are you expecting to show up, all told? Uh, The last two years, we've had just at 2,000 people. That's with attendees, guests, volunteers, 2,000 people, 2,000 kinky, geeky people under under one roof. It's pretty unusual to have a kink event of that size. So um, we are very happy with uh, the number of attendees that we've had. And we hope to grow this year. We hope to to get some new folks in the building. And what's really nice about it is they're all kind of, everybody's the same thought. They're all glad they're there. Everybody helps each other, gets along. It is a really wonderful environment. I think so too. Yeah. Well, you're probably lean that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. A little bit. I'm a little partial. (laughs) How many people are running the organization? So you're one of them. How many others are there? Two folks who own and run the business. That is me and Miss Chrissy. And she handles all of the daytime programming, the the Think and Kink track. And I handle the nighttime programming and then all of the stuff with the hotel. And then we have a gigantic, massive amount of volunteers and staff that help us out. And I say staff, it is all 100% volunteer. So if you see anyone doing anything at the convention other than myself or Chrissy, they are doing it simply because they love being there. And they are just fantastic people. And many of them come back year after year. Exactly. We have some of our directors of some of our departments that have been with us since the very first year. And I would say the majority of them actually have probably been with us either since the very, very beginning or pretty darn close to it. They do it purely because they're amazing people and we love them. And um, we are always looking for volunteers, always. 
one of the, the bad things about being so incredibly fun is that it's hard to find people to actually volunteer because they don't want to, they don't want to spend the time volunteering. They just want to spend all the time having fun. So we are always looking for volunteers and there are many different departments. There's registration, there's security, there's our native guides, which are kind of like information booths. There is art room people. There are people who work in the con suite helping keep all of our attendees hydrated and fed and there's just always something to be done. And so if you are new to the convention, especially, it's a fantastic way to get acclimated and to meet some new people. It's a fantastic way. Well, on that note, I want everybody to hop on it and uh, get their reservations in. I know I am. And I really look forward to this. This is kind of the, the bright spot in the year for me. I have so many friends that I meet down there. They, they come in from uh, the Carolinas and Florida and, and all around, uh, certainly the southeast and even further. And, and a lot of your speakers come from uh, all points of the compass, too. That is correct. Yeah. We have a rope track guest this year who is coming from Canada. We have the, the wonderful Miss uh, Midori coming back. She is in San Francisco. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, it's from all over the place. It is very Atlanta heavy. We are in Atlanta. And um, and we do everything that we can to support the community in and around the Atlanta area. But we also bring in people from all over the world. Usually, uh, Miss uh, Laura Antonio uh, shows up with her books and things. I would not be surprised. Fan of ours, and we love her very much. So I would I would bet that she will be there this year as well. There's just a lot of people that we're going to see and be seen. Get your costumes right. and stuff together. Get down there because you can kick out the stops and have a lot of fun doing it. That's right. All right, Pam. Thank you so much for bringing the information again this year. And we will see you in Atlanta on Easter weekend, starting that's the right. Thursday night before. So don't miss the uh, the opening stuff because that's the fun part there. That is right. Uh, things get started on Thursday at about the 6 o'clock time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when most of our programming gets started on Thursday. But checking in on Thursday is a nightmare, so Start be early. smart. Be smart, get there Wednesday night, and not, and miss all of that. <laughs> you have been listening to a special edition of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. 